Good morning, Derby City Church Elam. It's great to be with you this morning. Unfortunately, I couldn't be with you in person because with the new lockdown restrictions, I don't know whether you're there in person, but I prepared this message. I feel that God has um, laid this on my heart to share with you. I'm, I'm really sorry I can't be there in person. I was looking forward to seeing you all, even in restrictions, and we were especially looking forward to seeing Julia and Tom and Ben and, and everybody else. So I'm just going to pray quickly and then we're going to look at the word of God together. Father, I thank you for everybody that's watching this. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to them, you would encourage them, you would build them up in their faith as a result of your word. I pray for liberty and freedom and for you to give me the words to speak to your church family in Derby. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I want to talk about storms and I want to say to you that you and I can be confident in the storms of life that Jesus is praying for us, that Jesus will come for us and that Jesus will deliver us. And in the Bible says that after waiting until evening for Jesus to return, the disciples went down to the lake, but as darkness fell, he didn't he still hadn't returned, so the disciples got into a pope and headed across the lake. By now, a strong wind began to blow and was stirring up the waters. The disciples had rowed about halfway across the lake when all of a sudden they caught sight of Jesus walking on top of the waves, coming toward them. The disciples panicked, but Jesus called out to them, Don't be afraid. You know who I am. They were relieved to take him into the boat. And the moment Jesus stepped into the boat, they were instantly transported to the other side of the lake. And that's in John 6, 16 to 21. And I'm using the Passion Translation. So John, the apostle, is writing these words. And, and John is, is very specific in what he writes because he says at the end of John of everything that Jesus had said and done was written down that there wouldn't be enough books in the world to contain what needs to be written. So John is looking specifically a very specific situation so that we can know and learn more about Jesus and more to the point so that we can have faith in Jesus because John says he's writing so that we would believe in Jesus. So John very often uses miracles to capture the attention so that can, he can reveal specific truths about the life, ministry, and deity of Jesus. And the miracles that Jesus does proves that he was sent by God because everybody believed that only somebody good could do miracles. And so when we begin to look there's a number of miracles that takes place. Jesus is walking on water. We read in Matthew's account that Peter also walked on water. And then we see that the boat was transported immediately to the other side of the lake in dry land. Earlier that day, John has told us that Jesus fed thousands of people only with a small boy's packed lunch. And it was 5,000 men plus women and children. 
And so when we begin to look, we see that John is capturing our attention and bringing us into the miracles of Jesus. So as they went over the other side, they got caught up in this storm. You know, Lake Galilee is 12 miles by eight miles. And um, I was there and you're, you're able to go out on a boat and it's beautiful. And it's called the Sea of Galilee, but it's actually a lake. But the amazing thing is where it's positioned between the valley and the mountains around them, the storms can instantly and unexpectedly come. And we see that this storm came. And the storm was so ferocious that these expert fishermen feared for their very lives. These were men who were brought up on the Sea of Galilee. In Capernaum, where Peter lived, you can literally walk from where they believe Peter's house is right down to the side of the water in a matter of minutes. As children, they would have swam and fished in this lake. They knew every crevice. They knew every sign. But on this night, on the request of Jesus, they were to go over to the other side and they were in the middle. All of a sudden, this storm catches them. And right in the middle of the lake, in the center of God's will, because Jesus told them to go over to this other side, they're in a storm. So ferocious, the storm that they fear for their very lives. They were walking in the direction that God told them to walk and they still went into a storm of life. Well, they were wrong in the direction that Jesus told them to row and yet they still encountered a storm. And when we look at this storm, we see that in the middle of the storm, Jesus said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. John 6 verse 20. Do not be afraid, I am. That's the original words that Jesus said. By saying, I am, Jesus is demonstrating that not only is he the son of God, he is God. I am. That was the name that God gave when they said, who shall I say sent me? And God said, tell them I am. That means I was, I am, and I will be. I've done, I did, and I will do. I've healed, I am healing, and I will heal. I am. It encapsulates everything from the beginning of time to the end of time. And there's the guys in the boat, terrified in the middle of a storm. Jesus is walking on the water like a ghostly figure. And they cry out, they're panic-stricken. And Jesus says... Do not be afraid. I am. I am God. I am everything you need me to be. I am everything you want me to be now. And I am everything I need to be in the future. Do you know what? I truly believe that in any storm of life, there's no words better than to hear, do not be afraid. Wow, they are great words. Great words of comfort. When you're fearful, when you're panic-stricken, and you hear those words, do not be afraid. And we know, you know and I know, that life brings many storms. 
And although we're talking about a specific storm here on a lake in a boat, you know that we've been through many storms of life. And no matter how many times you go through a storm, you need and want and long to hear those words, don't be afraid, I am. That Jesus, you know he's been praying for you. You know, the Bible says that Jesus prepared for ministry for 30 years. He was in ministry for three years. And then the Bible tells us that as he went to sit at the right side of the Father, he's interceding on behalf of all the saints. That's 2,000 years of intercession and still counting. Jesus is praying for you and for me in every storm of life. And you know and I know there's no two storms that's alike. And every storm has a different effect. And some storms cause more difficulties than others. And they affect people differently. So we see these guys, they're in a storm. This is not the first storm. They, you know, I've, I've explained they've been fishing their whole lives. But this was a ferocious storm. And they were panic-stricken. And it says that they seen Jesus. And the old translation says that he was like a ghostly figure walking on the waves. Yet in the storm, all of a sudden, there's somebody on the waves. This is getting a whole lot more scarier than when the situation began. And then they panic. Because Jesus is not in the boat. Because as I said, this was not the first storm. There was another storm that's recorded in the Bible. This is the storm that they got into the boat and Jesus said, let's go over the other side. And Jesus falls asleep and the disciples get into another storm in Galilee. And then Jesus wakes up. But this storm is different because Jesus is not in the boat. They can't refer when Jesus was in the boat the last time. And every storm is different. And so when we begin to look at it, we need to understand that we do go through storms of life. But I want to remind you, Jesus is praying for you. Jesus will come to you and Jesus will deliver you and I from the storm. You know, there's no words that I can say to get the pathos, the passion of what was taking place. You know what, when we begin to look at this passage, you're talking about a storm. The boat could have been destroyed. People could lose their lives. This was a massive storm in the life of disciples. This was a pandemic storm. That's the storm of life for me and you, isn't it? The pandemic. COVID-19. You probably were praying, I wouldn't bring it up. But that storm has affected me and my wife very personally. And for all those people who say, I don't know anybody who had COVID-19, I want to tell you, you do now, because both myself and Linda contracted COVID-19 on Sunday, the 27th of September. On Wednesday, the 30th of September, I was confirmed by the NHS um, test, coronavirus test, that I was positive. You know, when I opened that, it was in my phone, I was lying very ill on a couch, and I opened my phone, I pulled her up, and I was hoping it was going to be man flu. I was hoping it was going to be anything but COVID-19. And when I opened that, Texas Christopher Smith, positive. 
COVID-19. And for a second, for a moment, my heart sank. My spirit became despondent. And then straight away, the Holy Spirit brought that verse to mind. All things work together for good for those who are called according to the plan and purposes of God. And I realized and I reminded myself that I wasn't in this situation on my own. That Jesus is praying for me. That Jesus will come close to me. And that Jesus will deliver me from this. So immediately, like you, in the storm, I reminded myself of the words of Jesus. I knew that Jesus was with me because Jesus made a promise. I will never leave you or forsake you. In this pandemic, in this storm, in even a death situation, Jesus is praying for us. Jesus is with us because he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And Jesus will deliver us from the oppression and the pain and the disillusionment and all of the things that comes. Because in this pandemic, we need to hear those words. You need to hear these, these words this morning. Do not be afraid, for I am. And they're the words that I believe that Jesus is speaking to me and speaking to you. You know, it's not only we knew to hear those words, the most important thing, and this is what I want to underline for you this morning, is who is saying these words. That's the most important thing. You know what? If Peter said these words, you think, yeah, Peter speaks first. You know, he's always putting his foot in your mouth, in his mouth. We're in the storm. Jesus, Peter, don't worry. Everything is going to be okay. If it was Thomas, now you'd be really worried because Thomas is the doubter. If it was Judas, well, listen, if Judas is crying out these words, he's probably going to jump out the boat with the only life jacket on and, you know. But when Jesus says... Do not be afraid. You can accept those words. Because everything Jesus ever said, he's done. Every prophecy about Jesus, he fulfilled. He has the track record. He has the past history. He's been there, done that. He has the t-shirt. He knows the storms of Galilee. He knows the storms of life. This is not Jesus' first pandemic. And Jesus says to each and every one of us this morning, do not be afraid, for I am. I have this. I've been through this before. I know the beginning to the end. I know everything. I have authority over everything. So do not be afraid. Everyone knows that everything Jesus has said, he has done. Jesus has never let you down and he's never let me again. So do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Not because I'm saying it, but because Jesus is saying it and he has a proven 
record. You know, the Bible says somebody, I don't know how accurate it is, but somebody says, the Bible says 365 times, do not be afraid, one for every time of the year. And I know that when angels appear, do you ever notice when angels appear, the first thing they say is, do not be afraid. In the same way, when Jesus appears in his fullness of glory, in that miraculous state, or in the different times in the Bible that we see him, he says, do not be afraid. Because this is scary stuff. Jesus in the fullness of his glory. He is the first and last, the Alpha and the Omega, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And he says, I am. Which means, I was, I am, and I will be. I will be, I am, and I was. And it's just a constant circle meaning that God is in everything and everything is held together by God and in this pandemic he is saying to you and me do not be afraid I am so we see that when Jesus sent him across on the other side when we take into considerations Matthew Mark and and John and we put the whole story together it was Jesus took them away from the crowds they had just done the miracle, feeding of the 5,000. The disciples loved it. Everybody loved it. But Jesus said, listen, the miracles, this is just to capture people's attention. This is the real truth. We're going to see the real truth in a day or two when these people follow me and they're only looking for bread to eat. So Jesus takes the disciples away. He tells them to go across and he would meet them later. He goes up on the mountain. He's praying. He walks on the sea to them and he delivers them and Jesus always fulfills his plan and his purpose that's why we're told to pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and we're not praying that because God can't do his will we're praying that so that we can come under and surrender to God's will. And sometimes that is a difficult task. And sometimes when we're walking with God, he leads us into a storm or he leads us into a pandemic. But we can trust him in the pandemic as we can trust him when we used to meet together and hold up our hands and hug each other and greet each other with a holy kiss and all of those things. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever because the church is not locked down. God is locked out. That's what Revelation chapter 20 says. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens that door, I will come in and we will feast together as a friend feasts with his brother. So we need to understand that God is in this with us. God knew this pandemic was coming. God knew your storm in your life was coming. And I don't believe he sent it to you, but I believe it has happened and he's with you in this and he's praying for you and he's drawing alongside you and he will deliver you even from death because those who believe shall not die but live forever. You know, we're going to have trouble in this world. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome this world. 
Do not be afraid. Take heart. You will have trouble in this world. But do not be afraid. Because Jesus is praying for you. Jesus is alongside you. He's in you the hope of glory. And Jesus will deliver you.